0: Proverbs chapter 24, and I appreciate you singing so well tonight, love these songs, looks like the kids are coming in, maybe, maybe not, and uh, no, yeah, no, I don't know, yeah, okay, good, good, you guys need preaching, I'm telling you right now, Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16, and we're in our series, foolproofing your life, foolproofing your life, and uh, I definitely uh, do foolish things, I'm sure you do too, and I want to do less foolish things, and hopefully that's the goal, amen? And so this series is supposed to help us with that. Proverbs chapter 24. I have a very, very practical, simple message tonight. And I hope it's just an encouragement to you. Proverbs 24, verse 16. For a just man, what? Falleth. A just man, what? Falleth. Seven times. What? And what? Riseth. So a just man, what? So kind of do it like kind of negative, like falleth. So ready? A just man what? Falleth. But he what? Riseth again. Amen. A just man falleth seven times and riseth up again. But the wicked shall fall into mischief. How many of you here like to drink soda? Anybody here soda drinkers? All right, where are my soda? Raise your hand up high. Any, any soda drinkers? Okay, all right. How many of you like Dr. Pepper? Where's my Dr. Pepper drinkers? All right, where's, where I just like good old fashioned Coca-Cola. Where's my Coca-Cola drinkers? All right, all right. Where's a diet, who's Diet Coke? That's me right there, Diet Coke. Who drinks Diet Coke? Come on, Diet Coke people. Don't be ashamed like I am. <laughs> I have a Diet Coke, please. Uh, let's see, what else? Cream soda, who likes cream soda? root beer. Root beer. How many of you tonight, you like 7-Up? Who's my 7-Up drinkers? Raise your hand high. Who wants this 7-Up right now? If you listen really good, Brother Earn, I'm watching, and I'll, and I'll get you one of these tonight. Tonight, I'm not a big fan of 7-Up, by the way, but tonight, uh, out of this passage of Scripture, I want to remind us that we can be 7-Up Christians. 7-Up Christians. You say, Pastor, what's a 7-Up Christian? How do we become a 7-Up Christian? Well, that's what the message is about tonight, and hopefully it'll help you as it helped me. Let's pray. Father, once again, we come before you again. We ask for your help. God, I pray for your Holy Spirit's power. The room is, uh, Lord, uh, busy. There's things going on, but God, I pray that you would please help us to concentrate on your word. Lord, I thank you for our members that just tuned in live stream. Thank you, Lord, for them. I pray, Lord, that the message be a blessing. We sure love our, our, fa- our church family that are at home tonight. pray that you be with them. And God, please uh, encourage their hearts as well. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. You may be seated. As we consider this verse and we consider how a just man falls seven times and rises again, it makes me wonder, what does the Bible mean when it says a just man? How can we become a seven-up Christian? Well, there are several simple things I see as you read this verse. Isn't it amazing how when you just read the Bible, it just kind of jumps out at you, Amen. Did we trademark that 7-Up? I hope we did. We'd get in trouble for that, but that's all right. Tell Brother Linder to take that off. No, I'm just kidding. And uh, several simple things to become a 7-Up Christian. Number one tonight, I want you to notice, to fall is human. Let's say that together. Ready, begin. To fall is human. The Bible says here, for a just man falleth. A just man, don't skip over that too quickly, because I'd like to just encourage you and help you to remember tonight that there are no perfect people. We all fall. No matter how good you think you are, you fall. No matter how much you think you have it together, you fall. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians ten twelve, those of you, wherefore let him that thinketh he standeth, take heed, lest he fall. And oftentimes, we do think that we're invincible to certain temptations. Or we are invincible to falling. We think sometimes we're above sin. And the truth is tonight, we are not. We are not. We are not. All fall. The fall is human. No one is above sin. Romans chapter number 3, verse 10. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. I've known Christians over the years that for some reason, because they've been Christians a long time and they've been going to church a long time, they think they're the cat's meow. They think they're all that in a bag of chips. Let me tell you something, we're nothing. We are sinners. And that goes from the men on this platform to the ushers in the back. There is no such thing as a perfect person. By the way, just want to encourage you, God doesn't use perfect people. So how do you know that? Because there are none, amen? There is none righteous. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God, Romans 3.12. They are all gone out of the way, all become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good, no, not one. That is our position before Christ. We are all sinners. Sometimes we believe in the lie of Satan. He says to us, you're not worthy. Satan says to us, you're a hypocrite. Satan says to us, if they only knew who you really are. Those are all lies of the devil because the truth is we could all fit into that mold. And the devil lies to us and says, you're not worthy to serve God. And the devil lies to us and says, you're a hypocrite. And he tries to paralyze us with guilt. But the truth is, is that every person in this room falls. The just man, what? Falleth. He falls I have news for you tonight. We're all sinners. Sometimes a wife will think that her husband's a hypocrite and he shouldn't serve in the ministry or he shouldn't serve in that ministry or shouldn't do this or that or tell her what to do because he's a hypocrite because of what he does behind the scenes. And sometimes a husband will feel the same way about a wife. Well, uh, if you only knew what she did. And and how can you talk to me that way? And we criticize one another. Don't look at the floor. We criticize one another for being hypocrites. But the truth is, is that we are all hypocrites. And all God's people said, Amen. amen, because we all sin. His sin and your sin are still sin. Your sin of pride is just as bad as that sin of whatever and all God's people said, amen. amen. So let's not, let's not get into that mode. Let's recognize tonight that all fall, all fall. And yes, we are to live holy lives. Yes, God is interested in our holiness. We are supposed to try to live holy. We're supposed to do our best. And all God's people said, amen, amen. we ought to try. But as long as you have this stuff connected to you, it ain't going to happen, brother. You can try and we should try. But we all fall, mothers fall, fathers fall, good men fall, solid women fall. Solid, like solid in the faith, not like body shape, okay? Wow. I saw something went like this. Think about examples from scripture. Adam, the first man ever created, he literally walked with God in the garden. He ate the apple and brought the sin curse upon all mankind. Eve, the first woman ever created, couldn't control her appetite for that apple and gave it to her husband. Noah, the last righteous man on earth at the time, got drunk and caused a curse to come upon one of his sons. Abraham, the forefather of faith, lied about his wife and allowed his wife to be taken by other men on several occasions. Sarah laughed at God. Isaac talked his wife into concealing their marriage. Jacob was a pathological deceiver. Moses had a temper problem. Aaron, the chosen priest of Israel, formed an abominable idol for the people to worship. Samson, who put Arnold Schwarzenegger to shame, he was hopelessly enmeshed with a disloyal life, ended up committing suicide. Eli, who ruled over Israel, lost his own sons to immorality and, be, and came to an untimely death. David, who was called the friend of God, concealed adultery with murder. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, allowed his love of many women to ruin him. Peter was constantly putting his foot in his mouth. John had a jealousy issue with Peter. Thomas was a doubter. Every single man falls, except for Jesus Christ. Amen. All men fall. And I put women into that category as well. We all fall. You say, what's your point, pastor? My point is this. I'm no Moses and you're no David. I didn't split the Red Sea and you didn't kill a giant. But these guys fell just like we do. We're all human. We're all flawed. We're all broken. Take a deep breath. Isn't it good to recognize that tonight? You might look at somebody across the aisle and say, man, I'm not doing as good as him. Or I wish I could be more like her. I'm not saying that that's wrong necessarily, but remember, we all fall. The just man falls. The Bible says, though, he's a just man. Why is he a just man? We all sin. We all lie. Our hearts are deceitful. No exceptions. But a just man falls. Why is he considered just? Because he rises again. He's a seven-up Christian. Amen? And guess what? We all fall in this room, but we don't have to stay down. We can get back up. We can get back up. You see, how can we get back up? And why are we called just, number two? So number one, to fall is what? Human, but to get up is grace. To get up is grace. For a just man falls seven times and rises up again. How does a just man rise up again? I want to tell you something. We've all fallen so hard sometimes that we couldn't get ourselves back up. We had to have grace in our lives. How is it that a broken, flawed person can be labeled just. The word just means lawful or righteous. The truth is tonight that none of us are righteous in and of ourselves. The great news tonight is that because of Jesus Christ, we are made righteous. Take your Bibles and go to Romans chapter number five. So tonight, you are just if you're saved. If you have Christ, if you accepted Christ and you've applied his blood to your life, the Bible says you are just you're justified. Go to Romans chapter five, look at verse one. Therefore being what? Justified by faith. That word justified, a good way to remember that, what that means. If you say, if someone came to you and said, what does justify mean? Remember this, it's just as if I had never sinned. Justify. Just as if I had never sinned. When Christ died for us, He paid for our sins. We are justified by faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we what, church? We stand in grace. We're not in the fallen position. We're in the standing position by grace and rejoice in hope and glory of God and not only uh, and not only so but we glory in tribulations also knowing that in tribulation worketh patience and patience experience experience hope and hope maketh not ashamed because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, notice this, when we were without strength in due time, when we were in that fallen position, flat on our face, we couldn't get up. We, could, we were like that Life Alert commercial. We had fallen and we couldn't get up. When we were in that state, when we were fallen and we couldn't get up without strength, in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. When Christ died for you and he died for me, it wasn't because we were perfect. It was because we were fallen. Verse 7, for scarcely would a righteous man, for scarcely for a righteous man would one die, yet peradventure a good man, some even dare to die. But God commendeth, that means he demonstrates his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us, much more than now being, what's the word? justified by His blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through Him. For if we were for uh, if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of His Son, much more being reconciled, we are saved by His life. And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we have now received the atonement. You see, that passage of Scripture right there shows us that we are just. We're justified. And so what that means is If you're saved tonight, if you fall, you're still forgiven. You can get back up. A just man falls seven times, but rises again. We don't rise in our own power. We don't pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps. We rise through the power and the grace of Jesus Christ. I don't know about you, but I stand in this grace. I stand in this grace. Positionally in Christ, we're righteous for scarcely, for a righteous man would one dare to die. If you knew somebody was perfect, chances are you probably wouldn't die for them anyway. For a righteous man would some even dare to die. Uh, would some would one, one die. But God commended his love toward us while we were yet sinners. You and I are not just because we're sinless. I said we're not just because we're sinless. We still fall. We're just because we're justified. What does that mean, pastor? What that means is you don't have to wallow in your sin. The world is chained to their sin. They're chained to it. We are not chained to it. We are forgiven. With Christ's help, you can get back up. How many of you have ever fallen? Not spiritually. I'm talking about just straight up fell. Anybody? All right, you've ever fallen? Of course you have. And uh, the other day, my wife and I went fishing together, and uh, we put our boat in the water there. My wife was holding it next to the dock. This was about two months ago, I think. And I was super excited about going fishing. I only had a short period of time. I had that big bass on my brain. And I'm thinking, I'm going after that bass today. Amen? Come on, somebody say amen tonight. making me, make me nervous. And I don't like to fish. Something wrong with you. But anyway, I, I wanted to go fishing. And I was excited. I went up to the tackle shop there. I got some bait. I got some stuff. And, and I had my arms full. And my wife's down. She's kind of, we're up on this hill. And, and the dock goes down. The, the boat ramp goes down. The boat's in the water. But there's like a walkway. And it has ribs in it, so you don't fall, right? And so going all the way down. And so I'm excited. I mean, I'm pumped. I'm ready to go fishing. My wife's in the boat. She's ready to go. And brother, that's bro, I got my arms full. And I start running down this walkway, and I'm running down like a kid, you know, excited to get. And I'm running down. I got my hands full of stuff, and I fell. I'm not talking about like super smooth ninja fall where you fall, roll, and get back up. No, no, no. I'm talking about sack of beans, no arms, straight down, just boom, flat on my face. I fell. I mean, I didn't even try to stop myself. I just, boom, just like that. And it was one of those falls. You know what I'm talking about? You get a little bit older. It's one of those falls where you lay on the ground for a little bit (laughs) just to be sure you didn't break something. And then I hear my wife laughing her head off in the boat and, uh, no, she didn't really. And, uh, and I, I mean, I laid there for a few minutes. It's one of those, I mean, I fell hard. I'm talking, I fell, I'm talking like, you don't even know, I fell hard. I'm talking like America's Funniest Home Video stuff right now. And the truth is tonight, sometimes as Christians, we fall like that. We fall hard. We lose our temper and scream at the kids. We get into a fight with a coworker for no good reason. We hit our thumb and we teach our kids a brand new word they didn't know. We allow our eyes to drift where they should not go. We allow our minds to drift where they should not go. We lie. We hurt others. We fall. We fall. So maybe you're here tonight, and you're lying on that concrete like I did, and you're thinking, should I get back up? Imagine with me, you're laying on the ground, and you feel strong, loving, compassionate arms pull underneath your arms and pick you up off the ground and put you back on your feet and say, I forgive you. That's what Jesus Christ does for us. When we fall, he comes up behind us, brother Asprelli. He doesn't kick us while we're on the ground. What's wrong with you? No, no, no. No, he gets down, puts his arms up under us. And in his strength and in his grace and in his mercy and love and long-suffering and his compassion to us, he picks us up off the ground and he puts us back on our feet and says, I love you, I forgive you. Tonight, if you're on the ground, don't stay on the ground. You don't have to stay on the ground. And listen, I know, I'll be honest, I've fallen before and I've been kicked on the ground. Have you ever been kicked while you're down? Don't kick each other while we're down. Is this thing on? Hello? Don't kick each other when you're on the ground. Say it one more time. If someone falls on the ground, don't kick them. Show me in the Bible where it says to do that. No, no, no. If someone falls, the Bible says to restore them. That means if you see someone that falls, you say, man, what's wrong with you? you? You know, I don't want to be your friend anymore. No, no, no. You walk up behind them and you pick them up and you be like Christ. And all God's people said, amen. amen. I think the world would be a lot better place if Christians would forgive and pick people up when they fall. Amen. Because sometimes we're the one that's on the ground. To fall is what? Human. To fall is what? Human. Human. To get back up is grace. Lastly tonight, to stay down is wicked. You say, what do you mean? Look at what it says here. It says, but the wicked shall fall. What's the next word? Into wickedness. There's a difference between falling down and falling into. Here's the difference between a just person and a wicked person. A just person falls seven times and gets back up. A wicked person falls and can't get back up. There's a difference between falling and being human and sinning. There's a difference between that and falling into mischief because we have a wicked heart. There's a big difference. In other words, there's a difference between falling down because you made a mistake and you're human and falling into something because you're looking for something to fall into. And only you know the difference, by the way. I can't tell who does that and who doesn't. I remember being in junior high and being in high school. And I remember seeking things, mischief to fall into. I remember those days. I remember before I was saved, seeking things to fall into. I remember having a wicked heart, seeking things to fall into. How many of you know what I'm talking about? And it's amazing how much mischief, it's amazing how much mischief you can find when you're looking for it. My kids loving hear, love hearing stories about dumb things I did growing up as a kid. And uh, I did a lot of dumb things. I hope you did too. I, I did. And the other day, one of my kids asked me, I don't remember which one, but they said, Dad, what's the worst thing you ever did? What's the worst thing you ever did? That's a hard question. I've done a lot of worse things. Amen? So have you. So stop looking at me like that. Amen? I remember this one time I was visiting my cousin's house and... Uh, I was pretty young. I don't remember how old I was. I was probably six or so, maybe. And uh, I'm not sure why, but Brother Asperle, they gave me one of these. And I'll stay over here so you can see me here on camera. But I don't know why, but somebody at the house there, I was at my aunt's house, gave my cousin and I both one of these. How many had these growing up? Anybody have these growing up? So tonight, I'm going to shoot an apple off of Brother Asparelli's head. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. Um, but they gave me one of these. And uh, and. And you say, well, pastor, what did you do with that? I was looking for mischief. What did you do with that? Did you go out back and shoot cans? No. Did you shoot cats or dogs or frogs? None of those normal things. What I did was, and what my cousin did was, for the better part, I think of about an hour. We bounced up and down on my aunt's bed, and we shot our BB guns into the ceiling. say, why did you do that? Because I had a wicked little heart, amen? (laughs) I was looking for things to fall into. Here's the point. The difference between a just man and a wicked man is this. A just man does not want to stay down. And I'm talking about ladies as well. A just person does not want to stay down. They have this intense desire to get back up. Yes, they fall because they're human and all fall. And when they fall, they instantly regret the decision. And when they fall, their heart aches with sorrow and regret and they seek restoration and they seek forgiveness and they seek the face of God. That's what a just man does. And a just man, when he falls, he gets back up. And all God's people said, amen. amen. So if you're here tonight and you're a just person and you're in a fallen state, don't ignore that intense desire to get back up. Allow the, the grace and the love of Christ to get you back onto your feet and to get you back where you need to be. Beg God for his forgiveness. Get back into doing what you know you need to do. Get off of the ground and get back up. A just man goes to those he's hurt and begs for forgiveness. A just man confesses and acknowledges his sin and does his best to forsake it. A just man gets up because he doesn't like to be on the ground. That's why it says a just man falleth seven times, yet rises again. So maybe you're here tonight and that's you. I want to encourage you tonight. Keep getting back up. Amen? I said keep getting back up. I know I'm talking to a room full of sinners. Keep getting back up. Amen. Amen. Boy, if you hurt your wife, tell her you're sorry and tell her why you're sorry, but get back up. If you hurt your husband, tell him you're sorry and why you're sorry, but get back up. If you hurt your parents, if you hurt your kids, tell them you're sorry. Seek restoration, but get off the ground. You don't have to stay on the ground. Christ died on the cross so you could get up. You staying on the ground is your own decision. The wicked, on the other hand, seek mischief. The wicked don't just fall. They live in a fallen state. They are perpetually at odds with God. You say, is that person saved or unsaved? I think a case can be made for either. I think a saved person can be at odds with God. I think that's called backsliding. And maybe you're in that state tonight. You've fallen. You need to get back up. But I believe there are those that pretend to be a Christian or pretend And the truth is, is they're perpetually living at odds with God as an unsaved person, perpetually seeking, perpetually seeking to do the wrong things. If you're, if you're here tonight and you're, listen carefully, please. And you're constantly going from one mischief to the next, one mischief to the next. You might, you might want to talk to somebody about your salvation. If you're going from one mischief to the next, one mischief to the next, a just man doesn't want to stay down. And so he gets right, and he tries to stay right. We all fall, but a just man wants to get back up. If you're constantly seeking to be, there's, there's something about your, your heart there. You need to have it checked out. If you're saved tonight, then the simple, the simple thing to do is get back up. A just man falls sometimes, seven times. We all sin, we all fall. The just man, through the power of Christ, can get back up. And through the power of Christ... You can get back up tonight. But the Bible says the wicked are not so. So every, everybody tonight, I want, you to take, I want you to take inventory of your own heart tonight. Where are you at on this list? Let's pray together. Every head bowed and every eye closed.